0: Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years, I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everybody. I'm Anita Lustria, and so glad to have Melinda Schmidt back on the podcast across from me via Zoom. Hi, Melinda. Hi, Anita, and everybody. And everybody is right. And, you know, gosh, you and I were talking just before we began recording today we have had the opportunity for so many years to be in this position, sitting next to each other, across from each other, and opening up a variety of content to those who listen who you know back in the day tuned in to radio now it's downloading a podcast and today we're going to open up um another theme another um aspect of knowledge and learning yeah. we have not acquired the full knowledge about this topic <laughs> but we are we are learners on the journey and hopefully we might spark your interest uh, along the way with this so why don't you kind of set this up for us today
1: there's so much knowledge out there yeah Anita. We'll probably be in our 90s and still saying, Hey, guess what we found out?
0: <laughs> right <laughs> Let's on. talk
1: about it, everybody. And um, today we're talking about family, kind of. Um, this is kind of inspired by Christine Walter Painter's newest book called The Love of Thousands How Angels, Saints, and Ancestors Walk With Us Toward Holiness. And we're recording this in November, and it turns out that this is a really important month in the Celtic calendar, and also just the Christian calendar as we celebrate All Saints Day. And I know, Anita, that you have celebrated that in November as well at your church.
0: Yeah, just this past Sunday, um, you know, which would have been, what, November 5th uh, this year, we called it, and call it annually, All Saints Sunday, where we remember all of the saints specifically in the life of our church who passed away, you know, from November to November of the next Mm -hmm. year. So it's All Saints Sunday for us. And, you know, we do some litanies and, um, and it's just a beautiful remembrance. And I think for many, many years it, just didn't connect with me and it's kind of starting to a little bit more, but it's because of you really in my life and you opening my, uh, eyes up to this whole topic, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not surprised that both of us didn't know too much about our topic today because Christine says we tend to neglect our ancestral heritage in our United States culture, American culture. And my daughter, Kelly, and I were talking about this last night. And I said, you know, it's not it's not uh, unknown to those in many other cultures around the world where uh, older people are really honored and ancestors are honored. And she said, but mom, we don't really have a long-term American culture. We're a new country. We're like the newest country in the world.
0: Isn't that so, interesting? You know, that's Europeans, true,
1: yeah. you know, that's where our roots are and Asia these are long term <laughs> cultures, yeah, where- long histories, yeah, long histories. Exactly. And I thought that was a good point. We, mm-hmm. we just don't have that as much here. We, we still feel like kids, you know, being just a couple hundred years old or whatever. So uh, we, we often also don't recognize the tremendous wisdom that we can draw upon when we think about our ancestors those who have gone before us. I know ancestry.com and what is that 23 mm-hmm. and me for your pets, you can figure out their ancestry. Yeah. You know, it's kind of become a, a new thing to do. Right. You've you done that, Anita.
0: I've done uh, ancestry.com and, and have sort of enjoyed that. I'll maybe say a bit about that in, in a minute, but I think one of the other things I was thinking about um, even on the spiritual side of things, I started to say, well, I think our Catholic brothers and sisters celebrate ancestry more, but in one way, maybe not. It's the spiritual ancestry, ancestry, but also it's saints of old, like long long time, not brought up more into current day, though probably better than Protestants, certainly. Um, And I think, yeah, so all to say, we, we have a lot to learn, and we're just starting to, to delve into this.
1: Episcopalians as well um, know more about the sainted history of the Protestant church. And of course, as we look to the Bible, it's a big part of Bible history there as well. Ancestors are often referenced in the Bible. Yes. You know, how many times do you hear we worship the God of Abraham, the God of Abraham, the God of Abraham, uh, the lineage of Jesus in the gospels and the way God has kind of written history or passed it down to us in the Bible with seemingly a lot of attention to the people in it and their life stories. Who were their relatives?
0: Oh yeah. Um, genealogies, right? genealogies, right. <laughs> All the genealogies. I think about that in the, in the gospels. And, and I think the other thing that I often think about probably even more than uh, that reference, which I really appreciate the God of Abraham and then, uh, and then it's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'll, you'll get that trilogy there. But I think of in Hebrews where we read about the great cloud of witnesses but we don't really say much more about it. Well, who, what is, who are the great cloud of witnesses? And is that those who have gone on before those who are, are they, are they witnessing and seeing us now? Are they, you know, some of it is we've not talked more about it because some of it's a little unknown or loosey goosey. We just aren't sure. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I'm so glad you raised that because don't you feel like some of this seems a little bit, well, kind of new agey. What do you mean our ancestors, our immediate ancestors, you know, are they part of people we can still like even learn from? Are they praying for us? I know a professor at the grad school at Wheaton College said, you know, I I believe that, you know, we can ask our ancestors to pray for us. They are part of the great cloud of witnesses. And why do we think they were sort of the quintessential prayer warrior on earth? But once they get, to the next life, they don't do that anymore. What, that's
0: cut off? Exactly, yeah, that's, right. I think that's right. such a exactly. good thought.
1: So I think there's been a tendency, especially in evangelicalism, to like cut off any uh, association with the next world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a little bit, you know, creepy to some or irreligious or whatever. But again, when you go back to the Bible all the time, at least these people were being raised as current mentors, if nothing else,
0: Absolutely.
1: or go back to your roots. Go back to your roots. Well, we have to know our roots, not just spiritually, but even our family roots. And I'm sure psychologists would. Well, there are all kinds of books these days, right, on um, family of origin
0: work. Oh, all, everywhere. And you know, you read. I think about just going to Instagram and and reading um, a variety of people's posts who are all about this and some of it's certainly psychology related not always just faith related um but yes you you can find literature on this all over the place um and i i think one of the things that i wanted to interject at this point is to say that this really was something that that didn't interest me you know i i did the dna t- i i you know did the spit test right you send it into ancestry.com and and get it back. And then I would get little hints about my ancestry and I would just hit delete, delete, delete. And I thought, why did I want to do that when all I do is hit delete? Mm. Well, I think we're all not necessarily ready at the same time to engage with our ancestry. And I think sometimes different things happen in our lives, different processes that bring us to the point where we have an interest in it mm. um, or it, it just wasn't on our radar and then we hear a podcast and then we're all about it or what, you know, whatever. So I just, if you're listening to this thinking, Hmm, I haven't even thought about it. Well, join the club. I think many of us um, have not thought a lot about it as Melinda was just referencing uh, even the fact of the newness of our country. And, um, and even when we get ancestry, uh, are, are some of the DNA results? You know, where are they from? Where are we from? Where is our heritage? Well, it's not from here. It's from Europe or or right. the Middle East or where you know, or, depending on. Well, who we
1: are. like that show on PBS where they you know take a celebrity yeah, and run through their roots, yes. you know, and and surprise guesses. Part of your life. I think, too, uh, some just a little aside about ancestry.com. That's what, what we have done. I think, you know, sometimes people, it's just like, well, I'm Irish, Scottish, and English. It's not interesting. Now, for me, I'm about 10 different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. one part of me is ancestors from Senegal, which I found interesting. Wow. You, you know, and um, a lot from my dad's side, Portugal, Spain, and Basque. My mom is more Northern Europe and so forth. But you know, I think if, if we tend to be one or two or three places where we're from, ah, it's not interesting. Hold on a sec. What is the Irish heritage, the Scottish heritage, the German heritage, the Asian heritage? Well, and I'll raise
0: my finger to say that was me, Scottish, Scotch, Irish, English. But you know what? I went to Ireland this last year. All of a sudden, this is a whole lot more interesting to me. I'm like, these people are amazing. <laughs> well, I come from that, you know, uh, my interest was piqued because I then went, went there.
1: What's the story of these people? What's the story? I'm also part of a indigenous Puerto Rican, which is the Taino Indians. That was wow. its own whole thing, you know, wow.
0: And, and,
1: and some of these things can integrate to
0: today. You and know, I,
1: politics, I, Oh, and all yes. the social
0: topics. Absolutely. And I'm really glad Melinda that you mentioned indigenous that that word because this came to me earlier as we were just introducing this topic that um you know we came to a country that was already inhabited by indigenous peoples, right? Native Americans and they very much are all about their ancestors. Yes. and that and we have not tapped into that because we have pushed them aside. We're just starting to pay attention to and listen to some of the wisdom of those who are here on our and shores and what they've learned from their ancestors and, and what they've learned.
1: In fact, you know, the folklore of our country and is that you know, in the beginning these were the helpers that got Europeans settled here and had wisdom to learn from and then after a while i guess we thought we knew everything but yeah. um, you know it can be tricky looking at ancestors too mm-hmm. i think that's another part of the anita and the first things that come to mind might be painful you know um, as we look at even our immediate ancestors what do they say most people don't know they only can go far as far back as their great grandparents
0: and I and feel it, like barely for me, right. I feel like I barely right. can't. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you've mentioned these other cultures where that's just not the case and wasn't the case in the Bible either, where there was a huge, know, even, you know, Jesus was taught and referenced the prophets and their ancestors. And, um, you know, sometimes though, as we look at our families of origin and keep going back or our immediate family, we look at some of the things that they've left us with. Yeah. And actually, you know, we're saddened, we realize that we were left with their emotional burdens, or their worldview of life, or their mm-hmm. point of view, or how they mentored us, you know, if maybe it wasn't so good. Um, it can be painful, or tricky to look at our ancestors. And I would totally understand if someone would be listening today and say, I just don't think I'm ready for that. And, and I want to say, I am coming to believe what I'm about to say more and more. When someone in our family or our, our ancestry that's still alive, you know, a, a family member that's still alive says, I'm too old to change. yeah, I think that is one of the most painful rejections we can receive in life or give to another. And I'm thinking of one of my ancestors who said that to me, I'm too old to change. Mm. That is just, you know, even I can feel that in my chest. It is heartbreaking and crushing. Actually, that person is turning their back on us. And even in that exchange, though, can't we learn something from that, that we don't want to foist that on the people ahead? who are coming behind us. That
0: exactly what I was thinking. We, you know, if if we have children or if we don't, whoever is coming behind us. Which I think also it needs to be said that um we do have all kinds of of ancestors and they're not it's all not linear. Behind. It's yeah, it's it's right. Besides being a tricky journey yeah. to to yeah. move into this. It's not linear and um and for some of us who who Either don't know their lineage, um, or have very little knowledge, or are even estranged, or what you know, all kinds of things. You, our ancestors may not always be blood ancestors, and I right. think that's an encouragement. I think that's we important to say. Things. Yes, all yes. Kinds, yes. You yeah.
1: started to say it's not always our blood ancestors, and yeah, we don't know much sometimes about our ancestors and people that have been adopted are often looking for news Mm -hmm. of their ancestors. And, you know, some are really hungry for answers, sometimes for medical reasons. Yes. People want to know their lineage. Um, But, you know, even if if we don't know them, as we said earlier, we can learn from what we think was passed down to us. And like you said, Anita, we can start naming who those other ancestors are. Are they our, our teachers, uh, some other mentor, a neighbor, somebody that helped our parent years ago? I know my parents lost a son suddenly when he was five. And, you know, these people just swooped into their lives and changed them. And that changed my life. Yes. That's part of the heritage that I have. But I also was thinking about this, you know, we lost our dear pet last year. Yeah. who passed away i think you know our pets or animals if we live on a farmette or yes you know we we have a farm full of animals or whatever you know maybe it's the area geographic area where we have lived they can speak to us have to a thousand
0: percent us. absolutely can and have and um i'm even thinking about um Spiritual ancestors, as well, which may not be our actual blood ancestry. Um, but however, we've come to where we are today, I think we can look at all of the lines of ancestry. Um, that can be drawn to us, whether that's blood relatives, non-blood relatives, spiritual ancestors, pets. I I think, yeah, I think we have given it a narrow definition and we're trying to broaden it out as we think about this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we mentioned Christine Walter Painter's book, which I know you're posting in the notes, Anita, The The Love of Thousands. And she talks about those spiritual mentors, even the landscapes of our life, places we have lived. I know yes. it's been that way for us moving to California in 2021. This this place is definitely a part of our lives and what we've learned here. It's been quite a journey. Um, but we can ask, how have these things influenced or changed who we have become or are becoming?
0: Oh my goodness. I think about our move to Florida and I we've been here seven years now. I am not... I mean you can say this I know your your story as well I am not all caps the same person yeah. uh, that moved down here 7 years ago from yeah. Chicago
1: right yeah. right yeah same same with us same with us and <laughs> excuse me um I even think of what I learned when our our dog Pippa passed away how much more empathetic Uh, I became after that loss and how it changed uh, who I am. In fact, I even was asked to write something about that for a book that's coming out about dogs. (laughs) Mm. So, you know, these these are uh, people and landscapes and maybe animals of all types. But like we keep saying, even though sometimes it's painful, we still learn. Yes. Uh, and then hopefully we find those spots of, of joy as well. And also let's remember that we are ancestors.
0: I love right. that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and and we're that's becoming a becoming thing to, to remember. Exactly. We are becoming ancestors. Um, but, w- w- you know, and I think we need to keep that a little bit more front and center. We'll be, yeah. we, I was just reading a chapter in a book talking about what is our, call or calling just in a general sense well I think one of those calls is to be an ancestor that people might look back to you know when we were right. no longer here with um in positive ways I learned this from so and so I you know was nurtured by so and so I you know fill in the blank what kind of how will we be talked about uh and and not you know, I'm not saying that like oh I hope I've talked about well, no, I want to be intentional about how I live because I am a, a, and becoming an ancestor. Absolutely.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. We we are right now and Christine says in her book, um she says we become transformed and grow into the kinds of ancestors who nurture love's presence in the world. Wow. And of course, uh, the Bible says God is love. So We're actually nurturing God's presence in the world. I was listening to a Christian speaker and he said that he wants to become renewed so that Mm -hmm. years from now, he is the great grandfather that the family can draw strength from. And there are stories to tell about his faith. And he said, I want to get rid of the junk in my life so that it doesn't encumber future
0: generations. I love that so much.
1: And I think that circles back to what I now feel is one of the most painful things we can mm. receive or give. I can't change.
0: I, I was just thinking I'm the same too thing. Old to
1: all the change.
0: Yeah. Yes. No. And, and so what does it look like? I I th- this is what elevates for me. What does it look like to become the kind of ancestor you just spoke of in that quote which yeah. maybe counseling, maybe spiritual direction. Ma- you know, developing. Oh, I don't want to go to a relationship. It,
1: it's too expensive. And I don't like how in a spiritual direction. That's, that's too woo woo. You know, all these reasons, basically what, if, if we, if you hear those words, the person telling you this is saying, I'll give that to you. Yeah. I'll let you carry that. And then you work on it. And then you, don't pass that on to future generations. Wow. I, I really I, as I sit here talking to you, I feel like if, if mm. someone is hearing that from someone else, I challenge you to push back and say, "No, don't give me your stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. You can give me a lot of good in life. Don't give me that. Please do the work. You know.
0: And I find myself, as time has gone on, being drawn all the time to people who are walking a path of growth and change and transformation and kind of pulling away from those who are not yeah um i you know and i and for lots of good reasons that we're just talking about
1: yeah i think when it comes in our family it's especially painful it's especially painful When out of fear or pride or stubbornness or resistance or ego, um, which, you know, Oprah says ego and others have said this edging God out, Mm. you know, and, and not trusting that God can help you through healing. You know, that is really tough. Also I kind of lurched in and was talking on top of you earlier. I don't know if I cut you off on, on what you were saying, but I just think this is such an important part of our conversation because we are the ancestors and the people in our lives. And I think ancestors, usually we think of our family of origin, the alcoholic in our family. What are you leaving behind? What are you giving to others? Addictions, poor money management. um, You know, when people say, oh, I just can't change that. That's just my personality. How much work are you doing to change that hurtful aspect—sarcasm, belittling, negativity, loss of hope? I think of how many people of faith can spit out all kinds of stuff. Are we living our faith? Well, I are think we of the living-
0: fruit of the spirit. We could yeah. spit that out, but wait—are we actually exhibiting those things?
1: Right, right. Yeah. So, wow. like she says, see, uh, Christine says, we—we're becoming. Tra- transformed hopefully and growing into the kinds of ancestors who nurture the love of God in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Do we need that? So yeah. yeah. How, how do we process this journey that focuses on the ancestors? You know, we want to be, I think there's questions to be asked, you know, are we sitting in self-contempt so that we can't move forward into a journey? Do we have a supportive counselor? Are we sitting in the same church pew or political views that we were 15 years ago? Does that need to be evaluated? Um, I I love to think about what are we bringing to the table to ourselves and to ourselves even, and in our relationships, I, I often evaluate friendships and time spent with others along those lines. What are they bringing to the table?
0: Mm -hmm. Is it life-giving? Yeah, I, th- I think we, those are the kind of questions we need to be asking. And uh, I know you you have even more, but one of the thoughts that popped into my mind was we're moving toward the end of a year. You know, we're talking in the month of November, but at the end of a year, we can often move into that realm of reevaluating our lives and taking mm-hmm. a look at well, how wonderful to move into a new year with some real shifts and changes that might Help develop us into the ancestor that those children, those grandchildren, those great grandchildren will be thinking about and talking about years from now.
1: Yes, and you know, I spoke earlier about confronting or even challenging people that are close to us and and flippantly say, "I can't change; it's just who I am." You know, what if we say, "You know, you're my ancestor. Mm-hmm. You are our family's ancestor. If you don't have children," Hey, our cousins are whatever. Well, someday ancestry.com, someone will pull your name up. What are they going to attach to that? Are you your best self? Are, have you become who God has created you to be? Are you living a life of faith if you're a person of faith? And I think we have to ask ourselves, what are the weights we want to throw off knowing it's not part of the ancestral heritage that we want to leave behind. And I think you're right, Anita, when we First started talking about this you know we're a new country we don't have this perspective of honoring elders and in japan they actually have a national holiday that honors huh. elders i was just reading in another book oh i have it right here actually called breaking the age code how hmm. your beliefs about aging determine how long and well you live and she was saying in china when you ask uh, people there she did this was part of her research through yale university um describe elders they say wisdom um when you ask americans they say memory loss yeah that's how you describe elders so our view of ancestors is quite young and small and also a lot of negative bias according to research so you know, we have to remember our life also could move on to the next world at any moment. And there's a sense that activity is called for. We don't know when our timeline ends, right? We don't know how much longer we have. So every day is important.
0: You know, when you said that last point, ask that question, what are the weights we want to throw off knowing that this is not part of the ancestral heritage we want to leave behind? My mind immediately went again to that passage in hebrews that i mentioned on the front end about the great cloud of witnesses but it went there because uh right after that it says wherefore seeing we are also you know encompassed encom- uh, about with so great a cloud of witnesses it talks about letting us lay aside every weight oh right oh. i mean that's as soon as i heard <laughs> that question about what are the weights my mind went to hebrews let us lay aside every weight that those things that weigh us down, that beset us, that you know, whatever language, whatever version you're you're going to read this in, um, and run with patience. The race that is set out for us. I mean, are we going to, you know, are we training for the race? Are we, uh, you know, what shape are our mind? Is our mind in? Are we? I just think about the way. I mean, I pay attention and do little word games and whatnot. I mean, I want to be in good shape. I want to last longer physically in better shape to, you know, all of those things. I just thought that that was so interesting that it's not just something culturally that we talk about. This is something we read about in scripture as well.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you thought about that and and read that. And I love that connection. I think, you know, obviously there are many good things that can come as we explore our ancestors. And especially because we're a new country, many of us had family members that gave up a lot and got on a boat (laughs) and were sick to come here and landed and maybe didn't even speak English and, and made a life for, you know, for us and for themselves. I know my grandfather came from Slovenia and then brought his siblings and settled in the Chicago area. And So, there are many virtues that we can explore and draw strength from and realize, you know, I just think about that. Wow, I have ancestors that did that because you won't catch me on a boat going across (laughs) the Atlantic to anywhere. (laughs) I know. And starting over and then learning Slovenian if it was reverse. So, even that shows us, Anita, some of the strengths of our family, I know that you have a grandmother that was deaf
0: mm-hmm. and couldn't speak, and
1: had a very fulfilling life. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's part totally. of your heritage, that's part of my heritage the mm-hmm. strength of this woman.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, oh boy, I just love this. It's getting my mind going and I hope it's getting other people's minds going too to start thinking about their Ancestry, and I thought it might be a nice way to end our our podcast um, today with this litany for all saints that um, we read responsibly at my church on Sunday. So, yeah, why don't we why don't we do that? I love it. All right. We remember the great ancestors of our faith from Abraham and Sarah to Paul and Phoebe.
1: Ancestors Ancestors of the of the the faith.
0: We We remember remember you. you. We remember the prophets and priests, the ministers and teachers who have taught us the way of God. Teachers Teachers of the faith, faith, we We remember remember you. you. We remember our grandparents and parents, aunts and uncles, those who have gone before us in our lifetime.
1: Family Family of our faith, faith,
0: we we remember remember you. you. We lift up the memories of children and grandchildren, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives and parents whose lives ended too soon.
1: Those, those close, close in, in our
0: heart, heart we remember, remember you. you. We lift up to you, O oh God, the names of those we have lost in this past year from our lives, knowing that they are with your heart forever. We celebrate the lives of those we have remembered, O God, and lift up many more names in our hearts.
1: Family Family of
0: God, God, we we remember remember you
1: and we we
0: honor honor you. you.
1: We know that you are with us in the spirit of your worship, worship, and you will will not not
0: be forgotten. forgotten. We give thanks, O God, for all who have gone on to join with you beyond this life. We trust in the hope of resurrection and the promise of new life in Christ, and know that in our grief and celebration, O God, you are with us through it all. And we are not left alone in the name of Christ, in whom love lives forever. We pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful,
1: beautiful way to end. I've so enjoyed this conversation. And I think Anita just kind of runs through our, our veins because it's about our humanity and our spirit selves and our connection to this world and that we are, we are ancestors today. And that's a wonderful call.
0: I love that. I cannot add one more thing. Thank you so much (laughs) for opening up this topic to us. And I hope you will keep the conversation going, connect with a friend and talk this through.